inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs to reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guests are Lucy and Cameron of Elastic Pie. They are uh, filmmakers, and they are working on a documentary called Wild Web 3. So we dive into filmmaking. This is a lot of fun. I'm really uh, passionate about filmmaking. We have a documentary as well, so we dive into that, dive into what they're working on, and we talk about uh, taking the leap from working in film, working as an educator, which was what Cameron was doing uh, sort of early on and uh, after school, leading on to filmmaking, but doing filmmaking on the side and taking the opportunity that 2020 provided to then take the leap, start doing all this on their own. And it's led them to where they are today. So without further ado, my conversation with Lucy and Cameron. That initial spark was that uh, was that when you were talking to Fat Baby for the first time, or was was Fat Baby one of the ones you reached out to uh, maybe early launch? So I'm trying to remember timeline, and I don't remember when when that was happening. So yeah, so it was like the so the very first um, meeting that we were at was we didn't record that. That was just yeah. kind of we came away and we were like, okay, this is really interesting. And then I went to another event. Um, where Fat Baby was speaking on a panel um, with Gimme Gargoyles and Wax Bones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's when I kind of went up to them. I was like, hey guys, um, how do you feel about being in a film? <laughs> and luckily yeah, they were like, yeah, let's do it. So then, um, yeah, it went from there really. And then we've been filming with those guys quite a lot. And it's, um, yeah, been a really nice, um, yeah, group of people to kind of, um, follow the whole process through and kind of um i don't know i guess like be the kind of root and beginning of the film Mm -hmm. yeah so then are you using their stories like of the past year two years like however long the uh production process goes on are you using their stories sort of as like the glue to tell the the broader story or are their stories the main focus sort of how are you looking at it just from a filmmaker's perspective i'm always just curious yeah yeah so i think like it's i mean it's a one of the things that we've been thinking about through this process is it's to the regular person who doesn't know anything about NFTs or crypto, Web3, it's confusing. And so I think we found it important to um, film with people who, um, I don't know, can audiences can relate to, mm-hmm. um, I guess. So, yeah, that's that's been... A, a big focus. Yeah, I think we were very lucky from the beginning to find people who kind of could tell a story with heart. Um, and you know, we we've, we've spoken to loads of different people, and we we've gone uh, speak to uh, different people at different events, or, or we go to people's um, studios and and speak to them. So there are other artists and other developers and other companies involved in the overall story. But I think, yeah, for for people that we you know met quite early on, we've lucked out with people who have who have been fantastic and and yeah, really have quite a heart. Um, their heart in it, and and you know show show that throughout the uh, throughout the process, which has been lovely. Yeah, yeah, to be able to looking... to be able to check right. back in with them too is so valuable because it's um, like a lot of a lot of times it's just like sort of one sit down interview, and then it's like right, well pieces together to tell a story. But um, you have you are going back and sort of following along as the journey continues. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I think um, they're the kind of films. Um, 
in terms of like documentaries that we sort of particularly enjoy um when you feel like you're living a journey with someone so that's um been kind of our own for the past year so yeah yeah so there is the one thing the big question because like art is never done do you have sort of a timeline on this when you're like okay we we want this story arc. We want this journey encapsulated between this window, or is it still sort of up in the air? Because it's it's so difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, yeah. We definitely, I think we do. We, have yeah, we do have one, and it was but it's the things happened in the space. Like we came back from um, NFT London. We're like, right, we've got we we talked talk together. We've got kind of an idea of where this is going, and then the FTX thing happens. You know, like, well, that's something you're not expecting. Is that going to, you know, and, and it's these kind of things that are in uh, in the space constantly that, you know, we've got an idea where it's ending. Are things going to um, change that or is it going to be, you know, a month or two months longer or whatever it is? Um, difficult to say, you know, because that's that's kind of the thing. You're, you're following people's lives. You're following a space which is moving so rapidly. It is, you know, it's it's interesting to know when to stop it. But I think there is definite, a definite end um, to the particular story we're telling. Um, which I think is is presenting itself more and more at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you feel any uh, any time crunch just with how fast the space moves? Because that's always the thing. People like things are happening so quickly that I don't know. I could imagine you invest all the time that there's just that little like nagging, like oh, I wish it was. I wish we were able to put it out. I wish the timeline for a film wasn't this long. Like, is, are you feeling any of that at all? Just by the nature of the space. Yeah, I think one of the things that's been, it's even just like capturing it, right? Because if you're making something, I don't know, about something much more relaxed and like less intense and chaotic and on online and ever changing, then you can just sort of book in a shoot and go and film with them and then it's fine. But with this, things keep just like dropping and happening. And it does mean that we have to be like, oh my God, okay, right, we've got to go capture this really because yeah. it's such a you know pivotal moment whatever it is um yeah. so i'd say that that's yeah that's been a, a definite thing we love um, um i think we really like we both really love the energy of the whole thing and how how passionate people are about it um but we do joke sometimes we're like yeah we could ne next documentary maybe it'd be a, about a murder that happened 100 years ago and uh <laughs> you know the, the the pace of it would be a bit would be a bit slower um but it's been it has been a fantastic uh, yeah thing to capture and, and be on this people yeah to retroactively tell a story like have people have experts telling a story that happened that sort of has the beginning and end so much more uh concrete even if you're revealing new things but like it is it is that funny space because there's so many different just amazing documentaries telling stories like this that you look and it's like wow they they followed this for a long time because the story could have ended, but they're like, no, there's something more. There's something more. And you just keep going and it could, it could go on forever. So it's like, it's a weird line just, just with any art. Like when, when is like enough, enough for us? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like we have to definitely, there's points where we think, oh, we could go here and here. And we have to think, no, we actually have our own lives as well. This needs to end at some point. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, we're really enjoying it so far. So it's for yeah, sure. So I think yeah, as we as we've gone on, wanting to grab as many. I think at the beginning, we definitely wanted to grab as many different things as possible. But as we continue this journey, it's been we've kind of chiseled down into right. What's the actual the heart and the main story of this whole thing and what we want to tell? And that's where the kind of restrictions 
like artistic restrictions can come in, um, which have been, yeah. Yeah, once you, yeah. once you find that, it's so helpful yeah. because it could yeah. be, you could have thousands of hours of footage and just be like, now what? <laughs> you know, so like getting those little rails that you can push things down and be like, okay, now we know where we're crafting. It's not even crafting the story, but just sort of telling the story that's already there in the way that you want to, because there's so many angles that, that we could take with any of this. Absolutely. I mean, it's even been, it's like the lessons that you shouldn't learn with like, like, can't keep like take you know but we um like we'll go on a shoot and we'll be like okay we'll just film this and then afterwards we'd be like oh, we didn't really need to bother with that like you know mm -hmm. we need to start like restricting the amount that we're filming now and then a month will go by and suddenly it's the most important bit of footage we've got because of you know one event or another and it's mm -hmm. like yeah it could just keep going and going but yeah as cam said we're kind of finding those restrictions and those kind of um yeah points of meaning is been very helpful yeah for sure so are you doing it how are you managing all the footage just i know this is like nitty-gritty it's like i i just find <laughs> i find people's approach fascinating and the footage just adds up every time you're shooting like how are you how are you managing it from sort of a uh a strategy towards the film perspective so are you almost pulling out things as you go, like you come home, you import the footage and you, you find key moments you might use later. Is it, are you taking a different approach? Like, how are you looking at it? Yeah. So we, I mean, like kind of, uh, save it all, name it all, you know, so it's all in date and we can find it and everything like that, back it up on multiple hard drives. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, I'm actually, I've not done this before, but I'm trying like a, mind map uh -huh. <laughs> like kind of technique of like um a way of sort of leading through the story and with footage and stuff and like linking bits of footage into it so it's this wonderful i got yes. to just sideline it's this wonderful piece, piece of software it looks like it's from the 90s but it is weirdly just really satisfying um yeah. and it just it all works <laughs> you know you, you look at it and think that looks really old but you do it and it was just like, so it's, basic it's so basic but perfect just for cutting out all the faff like you don't have to worry about any other bits. Just like here's a box, box, good, done. Move to that bit. So it's a good way to move all the story, and those things can kind of link to where we've had file saves and things like that. So it's kind of uh, linking that way. Um, so that's been really fantastic. We're both, I mean, yeah, stupid to say we're visual people as we're doing this, but <laughs> yeah. as as a way of um, doing all all parts of facets of it. Yeah, what a, what a nonsense thing to say. We're visual people. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's been a good way of it's been a good way of organizing kind of keeping track of all the ideas and footage together yeah i think also like the fact that we've both i don't know been like so intensely working on this like we both remember everything mm -hmm. so that's been very helpful as well so we can kind of rely on each other's memories for like bits that we might have not thought of before or um yes yeah. it's all very surface fresh um it's yeah constantly. yeah you don't want to sit on it too long because then it's like, what did we even talk about? Or or did this happen? Where did it happen? Where were we when this happened? Um, what's the software? What's the name of the software? I have no idea. Oh, okay. No idea. Uh, I have no yeah. idea at all. Uh, yeah, not even an inkling. I don't think I could even remember the logo. Yeah, uh, but it's like clip art vibes. It's like, like really. well, basically. <laughs> it's so basic. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's where the magic is happening in the edit. Um, actually, how do you um, sort of delineate the work between you two? Do you, do you guys have particular, uh, like, almost like filmmaker, editor? Like, how do you how do you line that up within the business? 
yeah, on on shoots, Lucy's um, camera person. I, I'm there with, on sound, so I've got the boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, on shoots as well, it's quite a free flowing thing. So you know, Lucy's got you know questions. We're both involved in it, so there's there's questions that uh, Lucy might be asking. There's questions that I might pop up as a sound person and ask and, and things like that. So it's a, it's an interesting um, like free flowing thing, and that 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 happens in post production as well um, with most of our jobs. So. Um, I do a bit of animating as well, so if that comes into it, then that's that's more of my skill set. But other than that, it, there's yeah. a real there's a real mingle of stuff. We kind of choose to like you know some projects if they're more suited to one of our skill sets, then we'll be like, like okay, you direct that one, and I'll do you know you give me jobs to do, and then I'll do that, or vice you know vice versa. Yeah. And it kind of um, yeah, it's been yeah. And then you know if you've edited anything, it's kind of that. It's nice to have like a relay team. Uh, approach sometimes because you might be looking at a piece of footage for ages and go I can't I can't see this anymore I can't even know what this is about um because you've been in it for so long so to be able to pass that um off to someone especially someone who's um um in it you know knows knows the material as much as, as you do is really uh, valuable yeah super valuable and I think it's so important to also recognize our strengths and the other person's strengths and see how we overlap in what ways we can complement one another because it's easy just to um do everything all the time and easy doesn't it doesn't mean it's easy to actually do it but it's just like oh i'm just doing all of this but knowing that oh i can pass this i can send this over to you because you have the eye for that and the more you work together inevitably you start to start to find those things start to find those um the complementary skill set so to to rewind a little bit to how we got here how you started elastic you you both went to school for film is that correct yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like film related, at least a part of what you're going to school for. Where did you? Yeah. What was that? How's he know this? I was like, how do you know this information? Photography <laughs> 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 isn't out yet, but there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I try to uh, just. I want to be prepared to sort of. Uh, I I don't want to sh- ever show up and have it feel like I'm just like, okay, who are you? What's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to be with a little bit, but so out of school, so um maybe lucy to start sort of what were your first steps where were you uh where were you going as you were moving on uh from school because to get here to get to starting your own business together i mean it's it's a long journey and a lot of uh experience to be able to do this successfully so like from so school is in like university yeah yeah sorry yeah no no, no. um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, whether it's like high school yeah so um um, yeah, so studied um, film at uni, um, and uh, yeah, kind of from there knew that. Um, well, yeah, I was very interested. In it, obviously, I did a degree in it, um, and yeah, really enjoyed the course. Um, really enjoyed the kind of collaborative nature of it. Before then, I was actually um, I was going to go into fashion when I was younger, but the kind of isolated way of working, I was like, I can't do this. I need to talk to people otherwise I'll go mad but um, <laughs> um but yeah so uh finished my degree um was lucky to get um a job as a researcher with um a, a woman who has been uh, quite like a mentor as well um she basically had her own company and basically was like the boss of it and my job was to I mean, do like various things like film on shoots and stuff like that, but also kind of come up with stories for new films. And because it was just 
pretty much us in the office every day. I kind of got um, just really valuable experience that I don't think I would have had had I started in a bigger company. So that was really nice. So I was working on, um, you know, ideas for um, films, for TV shows. I like did bits of work on films and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, um, left that company and went. And real quick, I just wanted to just stop it there for a minute because the mentorship I think is so valuable just in anything, almost like an apprenticeship of sorts, because like we learn a lot in school, but it's it's not as practical many times. Maybe in film it is. But like I notice so many spaces, it's hard to to really make that leap right in because like the the real world, for lack of a better term, is uh is a, it's just a little different, just how it how it operates. And what were maybe some of the areas that you were starting in that like were there some specific learnings or anything that came from that initial the initial time there? that you were just like, oh, this is something, I hadn't looked at things this way or done anything like this before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, i trying to think of specifics. I think like, for one, I think like the industry is very gatekept in a lot of ways. Um, you know, there's so many things that you need to know that you can't just Google or that you can't just find out. Like you need, you know, someone to sit with you and teach you it. Um, and I mean, even, you know, writing like proposals and writing it and then, you know, showing her and then she would say, no, this is like, you know, not this bit or this bit's good or whatever. And then I kind of go back and write it again. And um, I think just kind of across the board, like with everything really, it was like having, you know, someone to be patient with my learning um, and um, kind of give me that like immediate and direct feedback. Yeah, for sure. So, Maybe we'll jump over to Cameron. I normally do one-on-one, so I'm a, I want to be sure to get like both of your stories together and uh, weave them together as best as I can. But um, sort of so after university, what's that? You're doing very well. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, but after, <laughs> after university then, sort of what was the beginning of your trajectory? And then we'll zoom forward. We'll, we won't stick in the past too much, but just to sort of set the stage for how we got here. Yeah, I did, um, I did English Lit and, and, and film, so I did it. Thing. And then I left uni, wanted to travel, didn't have any money, so I did the old teaching English uh, abroad. So I went and lived in Vietnam for a couple of years, uh, taught, absolutely loved uh, teaching. I think because I had quite a lot of, um, if, of freedom. I think English is quite a good thing if you, if you want to explore teaching as a whole. Um, English as a foreign language doesn't really have a syllabus. You've got to teach like grammar points and words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the stories around those words that you're teaching can be anything you want. Um, and I was lucky enough to have quite a lot of freedom from the school I was teaching at to kind of create lessons and do that kind of stuff. So there was a real like creativity part of, of the teaching that I really, uh, really got on with. Um, and yeah, had, had, had a good time doing that. Um, after that, came back to the UK and I got into, um, into marketing uh, through a, uh, a startup that was also doing English teaching type thing. So I started yeah, working for a startup Got into marketing and did that for a, for a couple of years um, while also doing um, kind of a bit of film in the background uh, every now and then for different for different companies, um, just freelance stuff. Uh, and then yeah, that's that's kind of a, yeah very quick. I didn't realize. Yeah, quite quick uh, story. No, 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 it's perfect. Um, did you guys sort of as you were both moving along on your journey? 
Um, I know Liz, yours was more directly tied to film, like the actual like career. Did you guys see yourselves breaking out one day? Was it something you were like, okay, this is this is a uh, sort of an on ramp to where we want to go, or is this something that sparked later? Because I think it was twenty twenty when um, Elastic Pie started. So what did that? Yeah. What were you thinking, like sort of along the along the journey up until that point? I think for for me, very quickly, it was just more the um, maybe not liking working for people <laughs> at a very, you know, very base level um, or, or doing things that I didn't feel were maybe right for the direction that something should have been going or creatively was very good, but having to do them anyway and having that bit of freedom was, um, yeah, maybe not something that, that's something I kind of thought about, oh, I should, you know, we start, start a company, do that kind of stuff. But in retrospect, definitely, um, yeah, good for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. You know, when you, I mean, when you, um, it is that thing when you're working for someone else. Like, of course, there are like creative limitations. Like, you can't just go off and be like, "Well, I'm going to do this." <laughs> you have to kind of follow their brief. But I think um, when you are kind of a quite a creative person, even if it's you know not like a I don't know, a job that's maybe not the most interesting that you've outwardly that you've ever had. When you have that, um, I don't know, creative control and that ability to kind of um, shape it, then it's like rewarding. I think both. Yeah, I think yeah, we've we've you know, you can't really imagine working for someone else now. Mm -hmm. Was there a point when that hit? Was it after you left? Was it like was there a point for both of you where you're just like, no, there's no going back. This is this is where I'm going moving forward. I think for me it was maybe a little bit different because um, film and TV can be so like unstable anyway. Yeah. Like you kind of you always have to be hunting for your next contract. So um, it didn't really feel like that much of a jump. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost felt like more stable to like actually just be building our own company at the same time. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah I, I I do say that more now. I think maybe I wouldn't have. Um, yeah, I haven't had the same kind of uh, jumping from thing to thing. Um, I've done like freelancer jobs in the in the background usually and doing things like that. But also had kind of a stable um, contracted, uh, long contracted jobs. So yeah, definitely. Maybe in the last, I don't know. It was I think it was quite quick after we started because it was it was something that we felt that we were building. And you know, you get your you get your first client and then it started rolling in. And we started getting a, you know bigger clients. We're like, shit, this is happening this is this is working and it's um i think that was quite infectious and uh, yeah yeah so then since you were already writing proposals you were sort of in that space like you said it felt more uh, maybe a little more stable moving out on your own how did you uh what were maybe some of the first steps that that let you know like oh we can do this this is a viable approach to go out completely solo because it's it's a big leap sort of no matter you know i mean because it's it comes down to you guys like whether you're able to pay the bills and and whatnot yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. And it's okay too if it was just like, "Hey, let's do this, let's try it and see what happens." That's also completely valid. It's I, I guess how were what well, where was your uh, maybe mindset at the moment when you were like, "Let's uh, start getting some work here on our own." It was, I mean, I so 
I think we both love like um, going out and shoots and things like that and um, or talking to people and meeting people a bit. Um, and I'd been furloughed um, through COVID for a bit mm-hmm. and bored, not being able to kind of like feel like I was really progressing with anything or working on stuff. Um, and, and yeah, um, despite my previous comments of uh, employer stability, I uh, was let go from my job because of COVID. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I mean, so many yes. people have been, especially at that time. So it's like, that's, it's opportunity, depending on how people look at it. And like, I yeah. love that you guys, like you took that opportunity to run with it. Because a lot of times, like I lost my job, like it was like 2009. So unrelated to COVID, but like I lost my job. And that's the reason I started building everything I have. Like I, at the moment, like in my day job, I sat there and I'm like, I need the next million dollar idea. I need this like grand thing. Like I need to make Facebook, you know, kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't until I lost my job that then I was like, I've already, already been doing this like i had been doing web design since i was in high school but like a project there here a project there but it wasn't until that moment that i was like if i just do more projects i'll have enough money like it's it was such a weird thing that never registered until i had to do it so i think it's i think sometimes having that um external motivator that puts us in that position is immensely valuable yes yeah definitely yeah i think when we when we first started as well we're both, you know, worked on creative projects and things like that. So the creative part of it was was something that we felt quite comfortable with doing and, and writing pictures and approaching clients. The the business side of it and, and creating the business and leads and things like that was something which was a bit more um, new to us. But we were very lucky to work with a fantastic, like, just business development guy. Um, and this was coming out of, um, you know, we we working together, so we're bouncing ideas off. But he was um, invaluable just to give us a bit more... Um, just kind of structure. Um, you know, we had we had ideas on how to do it, but we we maybe maybe we're attacking two things at the same time when we should have been focused on one and things like that. Uh, and this, yeah, this guy, um, yeah, just brilliant. Um, yeah, really good just to to sit down and chat to. We went to yeah a cafe with him every now and then, and he walked through different plans and things like that. And it was really great to have you know that extra person to to bounce ideas off and, and really be on board with us. And he was he was uh, he was brilliant. We still keep in touch, which is nice. Yeah, he gave us some amazing spreadsheets, which we're not. Oh, like, we're not spreadsheet, spreadsheet people. Uh, <laughs> you know, people. Uh, this so guy, yeah, like, yeah. Some, some good spreadsheets. So, they've, so, yeah. yeah, they've been good. <laughs> nice. Was that someone that you knew already, or did you meet them sort of around that time? We met them around that time. We yeah, we got put through those a uh, um, a new business um, growth like accelerator thing, government scheme thing, or something. Um, <laughs> they put us in contact with this guy, Jack Jack Thompson. Um, nice. Shout his name out um yes so yeah we've gotten through that uh and yeah he's very yeah well yeah i mean i always think that it's it's what we know and who we know it's important because like like the mentorship for example like you learn so much more at such a more rapid pace than you would from pure trial and error because as people have tread these paths before and if we can have someone to sort of help guide us along it's so immensely valuable because it's it's sort of like you could be the best at anything, but if no one knows you and you don't know anyone, how are you going to sort of bridge that gap, make build the connections, and also have that experience to do the things that you've never done before? So I think it's hugely valuable to have have sort of that scenario, that maybe jumping off point. Um, in terms of starting the business, then where were you approaching it? Like in how were you finding your clients? What was maybe your your angle, your uh, your outreach, what did it look like at the beginning? 
um, referrals at the beginning, referrals. People yeah. we've worked with in the past, people we knew, just put the feelers out and, and kind of said, you know, we're doing this now. This is the kind of stuff we do. Yeah, people that already had like a level of trust with what we were doing, I think, was important at the beginning. Um, yeah, that's yeah, so important. Yeah, someone very early on found us on the website, and we first that first like cold website job was mind blowing. Yeah, well, our like, website terrible. It was dude. a terrible like... website, and someone found it. Went, we like we like your your stuff, your style. We want you to do it. And we like, whoa, that was that was really <laughs> that was completely disconnected. And we like, that's this is something now. Um, that was a big step, I think. That was yeah, that was out of nowhere. That was great. Yeah, I mean, that's very exciting. Do you do then like cold outreach now? Is it through your network? Like where, what's sort of the balance of how you're finding new people now? Yeah, I think it's quite, um, I have a weird, uh, I quite like cold outreach, uh, just like emailing. I don't know why. It's not like cold, cold. It's like I do research and, you know, things like that. Warm emails. Warm yeah. emails. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I like it. You know, it's not the most successful, but I just tap it. I get it. If I've got enough time to do it, I can waste a lot of time doing that. Um, just spend a lot of time doing it. Um, but yeah, networking events is a great way of doing it. We do that. Um, I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of it. We, um... Well, yeah, also we like because it. it's not like it's not like you need to have hundreds or thousands of clients either. So it's not like you're doing the outreach as much because this is a higher ticket uh, service. So it's, it is a different. So it is, it's kind of a, a tough question. I feel like just, it's so broad to be like, how do you find people? But I think it's also valuable in terms of cold outreach, warm outreach, however you want to look at it. How are there any things that you've learned? Like maybe any just I hate to say tips and tricks, but anything that you're like, Oh, this now I do it this way. Like maybe I started like this and now I do this. Yeah, I'll tell you exact, exactly what I do now. Uh, and, and it doesn't, it might not um, make any more, get any more leads for me. Mm -hmm. I shorten my emails because I used to spend bloody ages writing a really nice, chunky, like, introduction email. I just write, hey, I saw you're doing this. We do this. Do you need it right now? Essentially that kind of structure because it saves so much time. And I, you know, you know, people aren't going to read it or answer it. And if it's, if it's the right time, it's the right time. That's essentially... That's it. That's my that's my lesson from, for me for two years ago. Yeah. Why it's so long. It makes perfect sense because yeah, we're all we're all in a hurry. There's so many inputs at all times. So yeah, if there's if there's a need there, or even if they just uh, know you exist from that that little outreach, like that can be something just a little nugget in the back of the mind. Uh, yeah, for later. Um, what are you, you doing with outreach? So we're sharing we're sharing ideas. Oh yeah, so like word of mouth is everything for us. Um, it, it has been for a long time. We've had partners, like long-term partners, um, just now because we've been in it for a while. So we tend to tend to just have a few main clients we're working with, but then we have products and things. We have a platform called Built where people can build their own website and all these different different things that are in place. So yeah, it's a little different now, but definitely word of mouth is so valuable. And doing great work for people who appreciate it, that sounds really, <laughs> it sounds really weird. Like I don't... I don't like how I said that, but basically like doing work for people who are already doing something great and helping to elevate them. That's always been our approach. So like some of our biggest, uh, most, I don't know, lucrative relationships. I don't like looking at it like, like in a money sense, but like our riches relationships and the ones who we've worked with for the longest and we've all benefited the most are the ones that we were just helping at the beginning we weren't even charging anything it was 
for some of them years, like six years before we actually was like, we're like, oh, this is, this is a mutually beneficial thing here. We could both make money doing this. You want to do this together kind of thing. But that just gets good word of mouth, good good karma. But I don't know. It's more just that word of mouth and building up those, those networks for us. And I think it is uh, hugely valuable. And now you're doing that in different areas too because interviewing the artists in Web3, the developers and creators, you're you're known but you mentioned people who already like like us and trust us it's like that no like and trust like that's what we're all what we're all after at the end of the day yeah that's been really nice yeah building those kind of relationships and just well it's been really lovely just kind of hearing people's stories because well you, you'll tell us better about the contributors difficulties in other areas and how lucky we are this one. Oh right um yeah so i mean um went for went to the pub with um my one of my friends um who I went to um uni with who works in tv and she was just kind of like oh what are you guys how's it going like uh, um yeah um we were basically we were explaining who we've been interviewing and um i think we were cam was saying about how it's we've been you know able to speak to so many different people and people have been so receptive and um open to speaking with us which has been really nice and um yeah my friend was kind of like you don't realize cam how difficult this normally is um yeah. so it's like yeah it's really i think um yeah being, definitely yeah the warmth the warmth for people like wanting to tell their story um in this space constantly in this time like wanting to share wanting to like bring you in and and you know that um that's been fantastic but it turns out not something that I should be it usually happens uh, in, in other in other areas so this has been yeah lovely it's been really nice to be able to like yeah be so brought in yeah I think I mean as you said with you know like the kind of importance of like building relationships with the people you work with and um that's definitely been um kind of a foundation for the film like we are friends with a lot of the people that we film with now like it's um genuine relationships so yeah, we hope that that will kind of translate when it's like finally put together. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So actually, when it is put together, what's sort of your plan then? Because distribution, kind of finding the audience is um, it's a challenge. I mean, there is so much like we were just saying, there are so many inputs that you want to make sure your film is seen. Do you have sort of a game plan yet? Or is that something you'll be uh, figuring out as you go? Um, yeah, so we um, we've had conversations with a few people that are potentially interested in working with us um we are launching a crowdfunding campaign on in uh, december um and uh yeah we've we've got a few kind of plans for it but kind of um yeah i don't know depending on things that happen yes um sorry it's a bit vague but <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine um, yeah, because I'm sure it's all it's all up in the air because it is something again. There isn't a concrete like, oh, we had all the actors have been in, we have all the shots, we just have to edit, and then we're blah blah. It's this is just such a different process than um, like a fictional piece of content or a retroactive, a retrospective on uh, some historical event that's already finished that you already know like sort of start and end. So, oh, yeah. Sorry, you just out then. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just different than like if if it was a fiction a piece of fiction that was very concrete where you could be like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're done here. So 
it totally makes sense. You don't have to don't have to have all the answers yet, you know. But yeah, it's it's yeah. tough. I mean, distribution getting people to know it is a is a challenge. But with the crowdfunding, so the crowdfunding through like an Indiegogo or Patreon or something. Yeah, through um, FundSurfer. Gotcha. Um, um, yes, we uh, know one of the people who um, runs the company. So, um, yeah, that's been um, a good relationship. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting one. We kind of, I mean, potentially things have changed since the whole FTX yeah. um, fiasco. But, um, uh, yeah, looking at kind of um, alternative ways of funding, um, and yeah, kind of using crypto potentially. So it's, yeah. Yeah. How much yeah. Uh, funding are you looking that you're going to need? Because that is, a, are you also, is it just the two of you sort of behind the film? I, I assumed, but I didn't ask. Yeah, so, so, so far it's been completely uh, self-funded and mm-hmm. which has been absolutely fine because it's been the two of us, uh, you know, very small team to have support and things like that. The yeah. last kind of bits are, no. Yeah, we've we've got kind of um, our friends who are in the industry and contacts and stuff who have kind of got like ready to go if you know if it if it gets that when it gets to that next point. Um, yeah, so the funding would be to carry us through to post production, um, getting a, a you know an edit house in involved as well. Like we, we you know we we'd edit a, a certain amount of it, but just to have that extra pair of hands would be um, would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the funder. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, there's a, a couple of people going to go and speak to in America and things like that. So to get that next bit of footage and, and things would be, yeah, that's what that's what we need a little extra um, funding for. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's that's what the that's what the extra the extra bit and the extra steps are, are for. Um, just to think, we we know there are elements of the story that um, take place there, and there are animals and, and people who live there, and we just want to yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's so many parts that uh, people almost, I think on the outside of filmmaking documentaries and everything, you don't realize how expensive it actually is in the end because you have the travel, you have the shooting, you have all your time, which is, that's expensive on its own. But then you do have, like maybe you're editing in a house, but then are you color grading? Are you scoring it? Are you pay? You have to pay for licenses for all the music, the royalties, like royalty free or whatever you're doing. You need some sort of license to be able to do that. And there's all these little bits that, like, we did everything in house for minimalism, and it was, it's funny because it's like, oh, this is basically a zero budget, but it was nowhere near zero. It was very low for a documentary, but as soon as you send it out for grading, as soon as you like, if you, like we did an original score, which is obviously pretty pricey, but at the same time, it wasn't that different from doing um, existing music and paying the, the licensing fees and this and that. But it's just interesting because all those things add up as you're going and you just, you don't know what you don't know. That's the thing that I find. Uh, it's what I find fascinating about entrepreneurship in general is sort of the more threads we pull on, the more we learn and why I like having these conversations to see like, what is it that that you guys have come across that like I haven't thought about and like sharing them with the audience. And as much as we can, I think it's, uh, I think it's it's valuable, but yeah, it's just interesting how how much more expensive a film is than one might assume just just at a glance. Yes. No, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> music. There's so many music tracks. We're like, well, that'd be good. Um, um, yeah. yeah. How how did you get 
um, I'm just interested. How did you get involved in the minimalism um, film? Like, how did that kind of all start? So, yeah, we were working with the minimalists since their site was two weeks old. So they're one that we just reached out. Like, we love... We met them in person. They came to Chicago because there was an event um, that the person running the event asked us to come because we were sort of recognized in what we do. And we met Josh and Ryan. They drove in from Dayton, Ohio that night. And like they were just uh, clearly very driven, very focused. And they were doing something different. And like we stayed in contact. And I was like, like, we love what you're doing. Let's sort of kick things up a notch. It was the first thing was like a book. Like they designed their own cover on the book. It's like, just here, use this cover. It'll, it'll look better. We know the content is great, but we want it to, to visually the brand to be elevated. Then over time, we've just been working with them ever since. And they did a bunch of tours and things. And a film was sort of a, like a, it's weird to say, but like a logical next step to really document and reach a broader audience. So there was like a hundred city international tour in 2014 that that's what then became the film, sort of the story arc of the film. But then the experts are what explain sort of the premises of minimalism and mindfulness and dangers of marketing and different different things that the men's touch on, um, touch on through their blog, not through their podcast. But um, yeah, it was, it was just something that Josh brought to the table. He's like, this is, this is what we want to do. He found Matt Diavella, who's the director, he was just a little, um, just doing uh, videography in New York City. And we had an event in New York as like a test run for the tour. Hired Matt to film it, do a little trailer for the tour. And then they had hit it off and stayed in contact. And eventually it became became the film that, that happened. But yeah, it's a big, long journey, you know, to do all of it. Because by the end, too, it's so many different films were created. We did a film festival tour where we were bouncing around and doing it. But the film we showed there, like it did pretty well at some of them. It, um, I think it won an award in one of the LA film festivals. But that's an expense that people don't realize. Like you're paying to enter all of these film festivals. It's not like you're just able to submit and maybe win. It's, it got expensive. It's something we wouldn't do again, but it was a nice experience. But then in the end, also that film, isn't the film that we released because then we started to see, you know, we're, we're missing this. We're not doing this in the way that uh, does it the most justice, or we're not even diving into these areas. So new interviews, completely new edits. I think it was two or three full, I think two full new edits before the final film from film festival to distribution. But then, um, yeah, we did everything with that. We did a theater run, which was through gather who sort of, uh, it makes it easier to do a theater run because you can like pre-sell. And if you have enough sales in certain cities, you can do that. So we did like 300 cities for that. And um, because of that, it was the number one indie doc of 2016 because not a lot of indie docs do theaters and do the things that sort of check on those boxes. Um, but yeah, none of it's easy. It's all, it, it takes a lot. And Netflix didn't want it. They turned us down. We ended up going through Gather, going through another partner. And that partner had sort of this uh, grandfathered uh, relationship into Netflix. And if they were like, no, 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 this should be in there. Like you guys should have it. Netflix is like, okay, we'll take it. So that happened. They only wanted US rights for a short period of time. It did phenomenally well because we brought in a baked in audience and then they bought it for several years, international rights and all these things afterwards. So um, it was a big journey. It's something very exciting and 
fun to experience. But another thing, like none of us had done that before. Like even Matt, he he went from videography into filmmaking. Um, same same thing, same premise, but none of us had done a feature. It just isn't something we had uh, even touched on. So I don't know, long tangent, but it was exciting. That's pretty good. I really enjoyed that film. And I mm. remember when it, um, yeah, came out, or I don't know, people in the UK started watching it. Like people were talking about it. Like it was, um, yeah, I'm very cool. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Fascinating as well. Did you, did you think, um, like when you were going up to the uh, festivals, did you think there would be an edit afterward? Or do you think at, the, at, that time, at that time you were like, this is it? Or did you have that in the back of your head? Yeah, at that point, I think it was pretty much like, this is the film. You know, it's done. We like it. It gives you those like chills when it should and stuff like that. Like it's in retrospect, it was almost like, I, I don't want to diminish that cut because like it was it was a good film, but it wasn't a great film. But I think some of those things that we had talked about afterwards uh, all together, like hitting those peaks in it gave us almost like a false sense because it made us feel something. But we could make emotion like Matt specifically. Like I say we, this is Matt Diavella. Like it's, this is his film. Like he start to finish without him this wouldn't be what it is um but we all sort of had the input on the things he was doing and we were uh working together in that sense but this is his like i don't want to have any credit for that at all um but like he even said he's like you can you can make people feel something and have the emotion through the through the audio through the through the cut through the music whatever it is and He's he's like it's not there yet though. Like we we have the emotion, but we're thinking the film is better because of the emotion. And it was something that was completely true that we had to go back. We had to try to better represent people. I mean, that's something that's so difficult um in an area like minimalism because it tends to be wealthier white males who have minimalism minimalist blogs, say. And especially at the time, it was just bloggers. There aren't a lot of podcasts at the time and and whatnot. And we weren't we weren't really showing the broad spectrum of human experience in the way that we wanted to. And we tried, but it was something after the after the festival run, we're just seeing like, oh, there's some holes here. Like we're we're missing things that we really need to touch on and people and voices and and everything so it was sort of going back to the drawing board of of sorts like what it was still the same film in the end like if someone had seen both they wouldn't necessarily like far enough apart they wouldn't be like oh those were different but like we know what was missing and what we had to add and where it ended up and um it was just so much better forward in the end amazing love that yeah it's so true though that kind of um yeah, that like false sense of like, this is right, this means it's good. When you get that feeling of emotion, especially, um, I don't know, you get so attached to the people that you're filming with or just the film and it's like, um, I don't know, you have a different experience of it, don't you? I think when, you, when you're close to something. Yeah, um, yeah, it's hard. And especially then when the music is in there and it's placeholder music and you're like, oh, this is perfect. And it's like, we can't use it. This is just, this is merely to like tell this story until we get to the music phase. And it's like, oh no, now it's different. I don't like different. Like none of us do, you know, in the end, it's like, we're so tied to it. I've watched this 15, 20 times with this music, with this colored or lack of color grade, like all these different things. Then it changed and it's like, but is it still good? I don't know. Now it just becomes 
yeah, second guessing everything in the end. But yeah, I mean, I find filmmaking just endlessly fascinating. And I know we're uh, sort of coming up on time, so I don't want to take too much of your time. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to talk about everything and dive into into your story and everything you're doing. What are you looking forward to sort of in the near term? Right now where we're at, this is uh, middle or end of November 2022. Um, just in what you guys are doing, what are you maybe most excited about? There's a couple of artists we're speaking to um, coming up. Um, I'm excited to, yeah, just go and hear their story. Just, I mean, <clears throat> we've done it before, it's not any different, but yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be nice to see lots and nice people. Yeah, um, can't give name specifics, but um, yeah, people that we've kind of seen. We wanted to things about, and it's kind of yeah. curious. Yeah. it's gonna be yeah, very excited to meet them. Yeah, and how do you Sorry. feel? Sort of the film <laughs> film side, the like really passion project, personal side versus the like the business side. How, do you have to almost compartmentalize those in any way, or do you look at them any differently? I think we're, we're, we've got some. There, there are different types of jobs. There are ones which, you know, you, you do you do the work is done. Da, da, da. But there are, there are ones. We've got one coming up soon. Um, we're working in a hospital for a week. Um, it's definitely our ideas, and you know, they, they they've come with a, a kind of a outline brief. Um, but you no, know, we're spending quite a bit of time doing that and, and creating kind of a, a sense of a story um, throughout it. So we, we, we still, ultimately our whole thing is trying to tell some sort of authentic story in whatever um, whatever avenue that is. So, um, you know, we've done uh, events or recruitment videos or brand stuff, but as long as there's something which has got um, some sort of story and people in it, uh, then we're doing the passion thing at the same time. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the packaging is, the, the heart is done in it. Um, yeah. which is what we try and reach for. What makes a good story, actually? Um, uh, hitting us with the hard questions right at the end. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. People, I always, you know, when people give a shit about what they're talking about, I think, when people, like, really care and you see it in their face, um, you know, that's going to, it's going to come out. Um, and it's, it's nice when it does, and it's nice when you meet. As a filmmaker, you make a connection with someone and you can get that on camera. So when when you've actually encountered that, when maybe it... it, 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 it oh, oh I think we just froze up. It's so bad, we missed we did, we, okay. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> when, you, when you do see that in someone, that it isn't... They're not really... Maybe their emotion and face doesn't match the words. Like, like just how you said, like when, when they just like exude the, the passion for it, have you come across that where they, it, there isn't, there is that disconnect and have you had to have any sort of, uh, re let's see, maybe take a different approach or how maybe would you deal with that? Because it is hard. Cause a lot of times, especially when people aren't used to like being interviewed for something that they know is going to be seen, like a documentary is like such a, uh, like a grand thing. And to maybe be like, I want to convey myself in this way and have it more controlled. But like, we feel that as the filmmaker, as the audience, we can see when they don't have that, like that connection. Is there anything that in your mind that can be done to sort of help, help people break down those walls and bring it out a little bit more? Um, I think we like, 
lowering the pressure is we've always found um yeah useful and um uh i think there's a there's a nice part of it when they, you know what we said before small team just the two of us especially um you know loses on the camera i've got the boom pole so we're the crew uh and we're talking to them and you know it might just be lucy first to you know and doing that and she's got the camera but then if you know that isn't breaking down the barrier because maybe there's a camera in the way and if i ask a question which is maybe the same question but slightly different then there's a second person in, in the room and then we can try and get that kind of three-way conversational thing going um which we found is quite a nice um you know not something that we, we, we plan plan for or um but you know retrospectively kind of thought oh that that works that's all right it's quite a nice way of um working together yeah i also think i mean so we're Unless I don't know if this was like so we're together and we work together. Uh -huh. So I think because Partners we have pies. yeah because we have that kind of um, just close dynamic and the um, yeah I don't know I think like people can sense that a lot of the time so it does kind of like, relax the environment like we're never if we want you know if I'm like missing a shot or something can we be like. What do you do? The shots there, and I'll be like, oh yeah, there. And the same with the boom. I'll be like, come on, put it in, you know. <laughs> so it's like there's kind of no. Um, I there's don't no know. The air sometimes. Yeah. And it is funny. Occasionally they haven't clocked on that we are together, and they'll be like looking at us like, and just trying to piece together like this. This is a thing. Like, very anyway, close. Are you? Are you close to it? Yeah. Oh, like, oh right, that makes so much sense there. <laughs> uh -huh. So it's so, yeah, it's it's kind of a bit more familiar atmosphere. We try and, we try and um, build. I think that's a valuable dynamic to have both within like each other, but with a an interviewee subject, if you will. Like, it sounds like so sterile, but someone that you're talking to because you want them to be a part of this. You want them to be themselves and feel real. Like Amara actually produces this. She's like off camera, but she does like, there's her hand. You can kind of see oh, her maybe. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like she... She produces this now and does all the camera cuts and everything, so I don't have to do this later. Um, but then she does videography, like social media videography for uh, entrepreneurs in real estate. And that's so why I help her as like a second set of hands. I'm setting up the light while she's like connecting with the person and doing all these things because it just it just makes it so much more smooth because having the the tighter relationship like we have and like you guys have, I think it does disarm people a little bit in a good way. They suddenly, they don't feel like, oh, this is very formal. This is like, this is a company coming out to showcase me. This is, this is a company coming out to have a good time together. And I think that that's uh, just an immensely valuable little, um, little hack of sorts because you guys are so close. You can then exude that like real passion for what you're doing and, uh, caring for one another and i think that gets reflected back yeah yeah definitely 100 percent. yeah yeah and it's even like i don't know if you guys have this as well but you kind of you know each other so well that just like little bits of body language or just something you can be like oh wait this yeah and you can like mind read a little bit so it does just make the whole process a lot more fluid and um i always like yeah. uh, when, when we know we've got something someone says something good or poignant and you just look at each other like Shit. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, oh, it's not even that. Shit. It's literally like, probably just like, like a little side like, like whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, that's always good. Nice. I love that. When those, it's those kind of like, yeah. I guess hack. Sorry, go. On. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's it chopped out for a second. But um, 
when you have those little moments, do you have any, like, do you take a note of like a timestamp or anything? Or is it just, we know to go back later? Because that's something for me that I struggle with. That's probably a good idea, actually. Yeah. I mean, no. sometimes I do. Sometimes I will like make a little note on my phone. But I think the ones that are the best, I'm like thinking about forever. I'm like, oh my God, it's this, this moment. And then, you know, like the. You get the mind map soft. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just it opens up, it shines light maybe on another thing, another thread to pull that you're gonna uh go down go down more deeply. So I don't want to take too much of your time. I really I really appreciate both of you taking the time out to chat. I think this was this is a lot of fun and I really appreciate diving in your story and uh, looking at your approach. So where should we send people to whether it's follow along with Elastic Pie, follow along with the film, you guys individually, where would be best to send people? Um so yeah so our our film at the minute that's like the that would be great um if anyone wants to check it out um wild wild web three dot xyz i want to thank lucy and cameron for joining me on this episode be sure to head on over to wildweb3.xyz to check out the film and uh, follow along it'll be exciting to see um when that comes out but how are you doing over there other other half i want pie <laughs> elastic pie yeah well <laughs> because their company name is elastic pie uh-huh. and then one of my clients that we filmed yesterday oh yeah they had a whole debate about pumpkin and apple and i've been editing that all day and i was like oh, that sounds so good <laughs> also, i want pie we need to move your uh, mic to the other side but no, i'm I like, having a chill time like i'm resting it, it on my my belly on your belly <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun because they're also it was at the end, and that'll they were be very in lovely. the episode. But also, like a couple doing yeah. filmmaking, which you're helping me with this. I'm helping you with your stuff with your clients. So that was a little little kinship there. So I like that. Couples make the world go round. Probably. Yep. Okay. Well, with that, <laughs> <laughs> I keep like moving, and this keeps bonking me. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So also. North Face is not a sponsor of this. I just didn't oh, want to change. What are you I'm sorry. doing? I'm sorry. I mean, well, now we need to get a sponsor for our our, our outros. Our our car. Okay, so this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> this has been started now. I'm Jeff Saris. That's Amara Andrew. Thank sure you is. for watching, and we will see you next time. Or will we? We will. Bye.